0: All right, welcome to the New Yorker Cartoon Caption Contest Podcast. I am Vin Koka. With me is Beth Lawler and Paul Nesha. And we also have with us today special guest Larry Wood. Uh, Larry, thank you again for being on. Always, uh, always fun when you join us. Uh, We're going to get into the New Yorker, obviously, but since we have you, maybe we'll start with uh, the Cartoon Stock Caption Contest. Uh, Before we even get into anything, I don't know if you heard, but Someone had emailed Bob Mancoff and complained uh, that I won because they they know that I, uh, not that I have a working relationship in any way with Bob Mankoff, but we have occasionally shared emails and I have mentioned on the podcast that the idea of moving it to a cash prize contest was an idea that I suggested to Bob. Uh, so someone heard that, emailed Bob and for some reason had the idea that we're in cahoots with me and Bob. So he's, he's letting, he's going to let Paul, Beth and I win uh, uh, in some type of caption contest scheme that's going on. So uh, for at least this next contest with the rock climbing wall, uh, Bob asked us not to participate. I suspect that will change going forward. But since we have you, if there are any other listeners who are unsure how this thing is judged, uh, considering you're one of the judges, to you just, you've done this in the past, but if you don't mind doing it again, explain how cartoon stock is judged.
1: Sure, uh, it is judged blindly, we have no idea who is submitting the captions, and there are four to five judges for each contest. Uh, the judges are Bob Mankoff and myself, and Trevor Howie, who is a New Yorker cartoonist who also works at Cartoon Stock, and um, uh, a man named uh, Joel Michon. And then sometimes the cartoonist who is drawing is featured in that contest, and uh, we get a list of all the entries. Again, we have no idea who submitted them. Uh, each of us picks the top ten entries, and uh, then Trevor looks at them all, uh, sees if there are any overlapping entries, and those are the ones we talk about first. Uh, but you know, we meet, we discuss the entries, we argue. Uh, very often there's a lot of disagreement about which ones deserve to be uh, selected as finalists but we finally do uh choose the winner and then five runners up and we have no idea who submitted any of those captions until we've made that determination so uh. so i don't know why bob would, would ban you guys for uh for even one comment.
0: Yeah, I, and I suspect he won't, but uh, for this one, con- just because, like I said, he got that email of someone uh, saying it looks bad. So he just said temporarily, maybe it does look bad. Let's hold off for a a, a contest or two. But here's a thought I had that I discussed with no one. Uh, I don't know how raw these conversations are, but regardless of this issue, it, just in general, it might be interesting to share on the cartoon stock the, the footage of that Zoom call i'm sure it's recorded if not it can be uh i think that'd be interesting for uh, people to see how it was actually you know how it how a winner was chosen
1: yeah um i'll suggest that to bob i think that's a great idea um and (laughs) i'm not sure i would say that it gets heated it's certainly not hostile but um you know uh, people have strong opinions about what's funny and what's not uh and, and what deserves to win so it's um, it's a really fun conversation, um, but it takes a lot um, because there is some you know, good uh, back and forth.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, that's a thought. And I think it'd be interesting. I'd, I'd certainly like to hear it.
2: I think that'd be awesome and very educational. <laughs> totally into that.
0: With that, uh, we have thoughts as well. And um, so let's let, let's talk cartoon stock, if you don't mind. Sure. And uh, let's look at caption contest 158, the pink elephant climbing the uh, Empire State Building.
1: Mm-hmm. The winner was,
0: you're about to learn what New York hot dogs are made from. And I initially on the podcast indicated that I didn't like that caption and did not think it was worthy of being a winner. And I have since actually changed my mind. But before I explain why I changed my mind, just curious, was this your pick? Or uh, was your original pick overruled?
1: Um, Actually, the one that uh, was the winning caption was my um,
0: selection. Yeah, I did think
1: that that deserved to win. Uh,
0: So I'll tell you what my initial beef was. And like I said, I actually have since changed my mind. But on the podcast, when this was chosen, I was unhappy with this caption. I felt like it didn't address the heart of the contest, which is a pink elephant climbing the Empire State Building. And you're about to learn what New York hot dogs are made from. My thought was did not address really anything of what was going on here. Right. I disagree. Uh, So I now disagree, too. I'm curious if we disagree for the same reason. Why I changed my opinion is uh, as I thought about it and then I went to Google and I Googled, if you Google, which I did, what color is a hot dog? Google's response is pink. So, if your thought process was to you, this elephant resembles the color of a hot dog, then I would agree. If that's true, then I think this is worthy of being a winner. Um, the reason I thought this should be the
1: winner is yes, because hot dogs are pink, and you know the idea was that the uh, caption suggests that he gets to the top of the Empire State Building, falls off, you know, plummets uh, to the ground, and hits it really hard. And essentially explodes, and there's just pink meat everywhere.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, so a very sick, very dark,
0: very funny and uh, inventive joke. I so I'm I'm like I said, I'm with that now, but the pink to me didn't resemble hot dogs in any way initially, which is why I didn't like it. And then uh, oh. when I went back and looked at it, I said, you know what? if if if, if hot dogs are that color, then uh then it, then it's a good worthy worthy caption of being a winner so yeah, I take that yeah. my- interrupt you. I'm I gotta sure interrupt all agree
3: what what the hell are there pink hot dogs in New York? We don't have pink hot dogs in Wisconsin they're brown here uh, <laughs> like I said if you google right now what color are hot dogs the answer I don't is care going about pink. Google I can yeah. tell yeah. Exactly what what a hot dog is and they are not pink
2: I think oh, hot they're, dogs
3: they're absolutely pink they're pink and yellow. Oh.
2: Hot dogs, generally speaking, are pink, but dirty water dogs from carts in New York City are, gr- are disgusting, gross brown. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna let Google say uh, Google will be the winner, and Google comes up pink. So because Google says pink, I changed my opinion and now think that that is a is a worthy of being a winner. Just my own opinion.
2: I thought it was really interesting that Tom Chitty did not purposely draw that um, color in the elephant pink because of anything he had in mind for a caption. He just drew it in pink because he wanted the cartoon to be colorful.
1: Yeah, that really surprises me. I I heard that interview with Tom and um, I was really surprised because when I saw the pink elephant, you know, my um, initial thought was it's got to be something about um, the DTs. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, drinking, alcohol. um, And I was sure that's why it was a a pink elephant, because
0: that's the cliche. All right. uh, Beth, Paul, any other thoughts? Uh, Because I will stick to what I said on the podcast last week regarding contest, uh, whatever, the latest one with the giant fingerprint.
1: That's the one that I thought should have... uh
0: yes so that my critique the, the winner of that was our suspect could be a giant which i didn't like at all very likely just because it's not the style of caption i like um but maybe educate me tell me why that's a good caption well it's hard for me to defend this one because i argued
1: so strenuously against it uh i really wanted uh let's call it a suicide to be the winning caption our suspect could be a giant i liked um uh, and it, it made me laugh when i saw it. Um, and it's a good example of the oblivious speaker
0: uh, in style. Uh, yeah. And uh, I've almost, it's very rare that I like an oblivious speaker caption. This one I happen to dislike more than even usual. It, it seems to me that there's no, any, there's no nothing clever or creative about writing that. You're kind of, you're pretty much just explaining what I'm looking at.
1: Right. Uh, the, the tough thing about that is, and this gets into the whole issue of obvious captions, I think good captions that work seem obvious um, when you're taking a look at them, but you might not have thought of it when you're looking at
0: the caption that's drawing.
1: Now, you I think you're saying, Vin, that you thought of this immediately or you thought of jokes
0: like Well, this. no, no, I, I don't think this is necessarily obvious. And I think... It's not, it's not that it's obvious. It's that it's not good. It's, it's really, it's just telling me what I'm looking at. A suspect could be a giant, right? I knew that when I looked and I saw the giant fingerprint. Now what's the caption? Don't just explain to me what I'm looking at. Come up with a Mm.
3: caption.
1: Mm. Well, I I disagree. I I like it. I tend to like uh, oblivious speaker uh, captions. It can um, get a little, annoying I guess if we see too many of them and maybe it's too easy to do it if that's the approach that you always take i think the reason that this became the winning caption is because it was on each judge's top 10 and um it's important to bob it's important to trevor that the winning caption be something that appeared initially on each person's top 10 and let's call it a suicide um I think, appeared just on my list and maybe one of the judges' lists. And I thought that was just brilliant.
2: I love that one. I think that's hysterical.
1: Yes, that caption I like. That's yeah, it, it's a great caption because it is doing a lot more than just explaining what you're seeing, which I know is your objection to the winning caption bin. Um, You know, it, it really tells a whole story, you know, that uh, that the inspector doesn't <laughs> investigate this crime because he's terrified of catching uh, such a monstrous culprit. Uh, so I thought that it was just great. Yes. But I, I got voted down.
2: I love it. And I like Nicole's oblivious speaker caption better than the winner. Because any leads is is oblivious because they're looking at a giant lead of a giant fingerprint but it's not just spelling out what's in the picture. Like our suspect could be a giant.
1: I agree. It's elegant. Mm-hmm. And I think it probably did. If we were going to go for an oblivious speaker, um, that probably deserved to uh, be the winner.
0: All right. And, uh, I guess we don't have to hammer on this too much. I suppose it's just a style of caption that I don't like, but uh figured I'd mention it. If I have the judge on, this is a caption I did not like. Uh
2: I like the drawing and I I like there were a few, um, I don't remember if I saw them in crowdsourcing or if I saw them in the Facebook group, but there were a few captions that alluded to that being a regular size thumbprint and the people being really small (laughs) and like, you know, like lily fusion or, you know, something. And I thought that that was a good twist on, on the captions.
1: I will say something about um, just the word mm-hmm. Uh I think that's great. and I think it uh, applies to this um, discussion, this cartoon. Uh, and it came up in the context of the contest with a couple of my younger colleagues. Um, I'm 60, and I was having a conversation with uh, younger colleagues who are in their 20s. And I mentioned the word locution and they had no idea what I was talking about.
3: <laughs> oh, no. and. Uh,
1: and I was so surprised and, you know, I asked them about uh, Gulliver's Travels and, you know, you know, never read it, never heard of the story. And I thought, that's interesting. It just because I just thought that was something that everybody understood, that everybody had read or heard about. Um, yeah. And, it, it, uh, you know, I'm getting much more used to the idea that younger people don't get a lot of my references. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but i thought to you know a classic piece of literature uh, they would get but
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, anyway that's just a very personal <laughs> reflection on something that i found depressing.
2: yeah that is interesting i guess they don't read that in schools anymore i don't know i guess not mm-hmm.
3: that's that's disappointing to hear mm-hmm. I, yeah that's i, I love that uh, jonathan mm-hmm. swift yeah, yeah. I, I sneak in a uh, a modest proposal caption every so often, just just for fun.
1: <laughs> oh, damn kids!
2: At least there were no Jack and the Beanstalk captions as winners because I have a very personal distaste for Jack and the Beanstalk.
0: <laughs> Hate it. <laughs> All right, with that, want to jump into New Yorker here? Yes. sure. Winner of contest eight twenty three the uh, magician on an airplane. And uh, the winner was think of a delay between one and 10 hours. This was an interesting contest because it was one of the very few times where Beth, Paul and I all had a different favorite. Mm. uh, But what it's worth my favorite one. Um, But Larry, did you have a personal favorite of these three? I'm sorry. Can you remind me what they were? Uh, Beth will put them up right now.
2: Yeah. Think of a delay between one and 10 hours was the winner. Mm-hmm. We're overbooked. So I'm going to make six of you disappear. Came in second. Yeah. And will you be having the rabbit or the dove came in third?
0: Yeah, I had a definite
2: favorite.
0: Um, rabbit or the dove. Wow. And I yeah. forget uh, who agreed with that. Beth I, think,
2: I think I did.
0: Yeah, it would have been Beth.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I thought that was great. hmm. It
1: surprised me. It made sense. Um, it seemed to, you know, match the expressions and, uh, and I thought it was not just clever, um, uh, not just a good reconciliation of the disparate frames of reference, but actually funny. So, um, that was my, um, uh, strong favorite. Although I thought all of them were good, but, mm-hmm. um, my clear favorite was, uh, the third one, Rabbit or the Dove.
2: You know what I like about all three of these finalists? Like, this is one week where there were no puns. There were not. There wasn't a pun as a finalist. Yes. Un-
3: You're right. I like that. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, this actually ended up Mike- playing out exactly as they were laid out. So, as usual, the first place spot won. Mm-hmm.
1: I-, I wanted to ask you about that. I-, I mean, I haven't looked into that at all. Um, do you have some data on that or some statistics? Because I really thought that was
0: pretty random. I have yeah. it just for this year, and uh, I can send it to you. But it's So probably- you
1: think that what happens is people see the first one, and that just becomes their, their favorite by virtue of the fact
0: that it's the first one they read? Uh, I don't know why it works that way but the first place wins probably 75 percent of the time uh,
1: it, do you think that the one that's in first place
3: is the editor's favorite i uh, we've asked about that i think and i don't think it is i think it's something called position bias the first one you see is what you compare the rest of them to so the other ones have to be significantly better than the first one in order for them to pick the rest either of the second ones so it's, it's, I think it's something called position bias that's going on there. Interesting. Because I can't think of any other reason for, you know, 75% is significant.
1: Yeah, yeah. I guess that's right. Um, you know, and I can't, I don't I keep a, a running tally of, you know, my favorites when I see them. But I don't think that I'm influenced much by the position. Because there are only three right
0: yeah i'm not. i'm I, I certainly don't think i'm uh influenced at all by the positioning i i don't know if if i if i am and i'm just not noticing it but i certainly don't think i am
1: no Vin, you said that um the three of you disagreed on what should have been the winning caption do you all agree that they're
0: generally strong or are there uh, you really disliked no i didn't dislike either one of these i think uh I'm going to make six you disappear with my least favorite, but I don't think it's bad.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, my my problem was when I first saw this, I thought saw him speaking to the passengers as a whole and not to an individual passenger. So I am biased that way. So it's you know when he's saying, you know, if the one you liked, uh, will you be having the rabbit or the dove? That doesn't work for me because I assumed he was speaking to the entire plane. So that's oh. that was that was an initial take. So it just. That's how I'm looking at it at this point. Right. But it could easily go either way. I mean, I
1: think mm-hmm. you could submit a caption that suggests he's speaking to the whole group or suggest he's speaking to right. an individual.
3: Right. And that's why the winning caption of that third caption is doing that. And the second one is him speaking the entire plane. The, right. Uh, right. They kind of mixed it up. Usually they tend to go in one direction or the other, you know, for seeing how the image works so I was kind of surprised Mm. to see that kind of mix up here you know two different directions yeah Yeah, but i I think go ahead
2: oh no i was just gonna say the one that won the first place uh caption could go either way
3: usually you say that to one person though Mm. yeah i can see where you're going with it but usually it is to one person So it's, it's just because I looked at it uh, initially as that. That's how I, I continue to see the cartoon that way. I see him speaking to a group.
1: Paul, I have to disagree with you in Chicago where the hot dogs are pink. When somebody (laughs) says that they're usually speaking to an entire group.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fine.
2: (laughs) Oh my God. That's funny.
0: All right. With that, let's jump into a current finalists contest. 825. The, uh, Pumpkin at the head of the table who's smiling, talking to uh, a boardroom of unhappy pumpkin. And the finalists were, thanks for carving out a little FaceTime. Just remember, you can be empty headed in orange and still succeed in America. And so where do you see yourselves three days from now? Uh Larry, do you have a particular favorite of these three?
1: Or uh four? I'm I'm going between the first two. Thanks for carving out a little FaceTime, which is good, you know, play on words. Um but what I don't like about it is that it doesn't really account for the fact that the pumpkin that's speaking is smiling and the others are not. And I think that that's such an important part of the cartoon. It has to be addressed. Um, so the, the last caption does address that, um, but I'm really tired of where you see yourself however many days or years from now, captions, that's just... It worked in the early days of the contest. It was, you know, sometimes very clever. Um, but I, that's just a tired uh, caption cliche now. And the middle one, uh, the long one, uh, which is a Trump joke, um, surprised me. You know, I, I remember the first time I saw it in crowdsourcing. And I just thought, well, that's a really unusual angle. And uh, I thought it was uh, kind of a good political topical angle. It's not. A caption that i love but it did surprise me and so um that's the one i voted
0: for. yeah uh yeah i had a lot i for one thing just remember you can be empty-headed orange uh i think that's funny uh, it's certainly not the first time trump has been compared to a pumpkin uh, not right. even the first time in the new yorker the new yorker has done it several times it, it is interesting to me that they would go political in the caption contest though uh, yeah yeah. I just find that strange. I mean you have to think there are Republicans, Trump supporters who play the caption contest mm-hmm. uh they certainly they certainly would not choose an insulting joke towards Biden. they being the New Yorker. I don't think that I don't think they've ever done a uh insult right. towards a Democrat. It's just strange uh you know, the old Michael Jordan you know Republicans by by buy sneakers too. Strange that they would attack uh, someone who fifty percent of the country likes.
1: I, I'm going to go out on a limb. <laughs> the New Yorker has a circulation of I think 1.2 million. I'm, I'd be very surprised if any of them are Republicans or still are Republicans. I would say that 30 years ago, 20 years ago, a lot of people who read the New Yorker were Republicans. And maybe I'm getting too political here, but it has it has changed and. I, you know, if you identify as a Republican now, still with what the Republican Party is doing, you are not going to be pleased with anything the New Yorker publishes any of its movie reviews, any of its poetry, any of its shouts and murmurs, any of its, you know, commentary, any of its uh, reporting. Um, so, I, I don't think they're worried about what uh, Republicans think. I really don't think Republicans read the New Yorker. I
0: could I could obviously be wrong. but um, I, tend, I guess you're right. Unless they like to uh, get upset, they probably would not read. The, uh,
1: right. I, I mean, it would be like my watching Fox News, which I could never bring myself
0: to do. You know, sometimes uh,
1: I, I try to challenge myself to do it. I see snippets of it, you know, every once in a while. Um, but, uh, uh you know, When I see snippets of it, it's on another program that's saying, can you believe this happened on Fox News? The other thing is, this is not the first time in the context that they've gone after Trump. Remember Tom Chitty did that cartoon of that um, that wave by the Statue of Liberty. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and when I was uh, collaborating with um, Harry Bliss, I remember he he sent me an email and he said, Get me a lot of Trump jokes. The New Yorker wants to run an issue that is nothing but uh, or where the cartoons are all addressing uh, Trump. You know, I, I think the New Yorker is not pulling any punches about what it feels about Trump uh, or the Republican Party in general. at this
0: point. Um, yeah. And like I said, they certainly have dozens, maybe hundreds of cartoons in the magazine. Uh, it just struck me strange that they did it in the caption contest, but maybe it shouldn't have.
2: Yeah. Don't you love that it was submitted by someone from Canada? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I love that. <laughs> I I like that. I like that caption. But I am also, I was surprised at first that they picked it. But like you said, it's not the first time. I'm not that shocked. And I, I agree with Larry. I don't think that Republicans are reading The New Yorker.
3: No, they're, they're not. But I I really don't like that caption because it goes after an individual you know I don't mind it you know being about a political party or something but it's like when they go after an individual person that just feels really personal at some point so I don't know that I I do not like Trump you know you know hatred of a thousand sons you know kind of thing but I don't like it you know going after an individual
2: but it's a public figure, so it's not like it's going yeah. after a private yeah. citizen. It's it's going after a public. But it citizen. but it kind of
3: opens the door. It kind it of also opens
2: tried the door. to overthrow democracy and whatever. <laughs> but that,
3: that's yeah, the other thing too,
1: yeah. It's the responsibility of a, of, a, of a Waffle magazine to to say we're not going to try to appear balanced by ignoring what's happening in, in the country. Um, you know, Trump is not an individual. I don't like you know, uh, going after an individual usually either. I don't like the idea of kicking somebody when they're down. Um, Trump needs to be criticized, attacked, mocked at every opportunity.
2: I agree. And also it's, it's, it's the right time of year for this caption. I mean, yes. the election day today <laughs> um, and his supposed big announcement next week. I think yeah. it was, I think it was a, a, an okay choice. I uh, I agree with Larry also that the where do you see yourself th- three days from now is, is almost at the level of my eyes are up here um, as far as captions are concerned. So I, I don't really care for that one as much.
0: What's interesting about that one is the original punctuation from the writer. Uh, it was punctuated in a strange way. It, it was uh, so, comma, where do you see yourselves, comma, three days from now. So oh. spoken as like so. Where do you see yourselves three days from now? It's incorrectly, and I don't like when they. In other yeah. words, you could have a comma after the so, and maybe even you should, but certainly not mm-hmm. the not after the yourselves. Yeah, right. I don't like when someone who didn't write a well-phrased caption wins. Yeah, it just seems like that person doesn't know the structure of of, of a sentence. Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: you know, it, it might be the case that that's what they wanted, and then the New Yorker changed it. It's kind of like then it's kind of changing the caption, and I, I, I don't like them changing the punctuation that much when they yeah. go in there. You know, it's timing. You know, maybe the person you know specifically did it that way, and mm-hmm. it's like they changed it.
2: Yeah,
1: right. I agree. Punctuation is so important in a caption because it affects the rhythm of the caption, <laughs> the rhythm of the joke, and yeah. that's part of it. You have to get the punctuation right.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that kind of edit changed the whole caption. I mean, that's not even, in my opinion, that's not even the same caption that was submitted.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Um, Also, I I saw captions that were uh, better. And um, I found out when the deadline for submitting captions had ended. I found out what Bob Eckstein's original was. And I'm going to forget it. <laughs> but it was, but it was better than any of the finalists I thought. Um, yeah,
2: he's coming on next next week. I think no, we're uh, in two weeks. No, two he's weeks. Gonna, two he's going to tell us what his caption is. Okay. He, also, he also told um, he told I think was it an email to all three of us that he um, that nobody submitted a caption similar to what yeah. his caption was. So I'm really c- curious as to what it is
1: yeah yeah, yeah. I, I remember liking it i got the general i have I, I remember generally what it was but i will let him reveal it uh, and it was good it was good and that's interesting as well because i'm always interested to know if the captions that are selected as finalists are as good as or better than the original caption and i think very often they are
2: mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I would say the far majority of the time they are. Yeah, which um, is interesting as far
1: as the collaborative process goes. I think one of the great things about the contest is that it shows that the collaborative model works. And Now, it's not a true collaboration, obviously, between the cartoonist and whoever submitted the captions that are selected as finalists, especially because the cartoonist has no role in uh, choosing them, um, But it does show that um, you know, gag writers can sometimes improve the cartoon. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Sure. Um,
2: Yeah, I
0: agree. Especially when you have an army of ten thousand people giving it a shot. Uh,
1: (laughs) Right. I should Um, say only a few, (laughs) only a few people (laughs) can improve a cartoon because if you look at. You know, all five to 10,000 entries that are submitted. Um, oh. It's really a, uh, yeah. a, a relatively very, 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 very small number of uh, captions that
3: uh, work well. Yeah, if, if you have an infinite amount of monkeys, you're going to come up with a good caption, I think. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and you'll also <laughs> come up with some very bad ones, like yes. mine.
3: Yeah, mine yeah an infinite amount bad. of bad ones almost. <laughs>
2: I, I was really upset with myself because I couldn't think of anything for this one uh, aside I, was from-
1: really upset with I thought of something I was pleased with it sent it in and five minutes later realized no <laughs> you know, this this is a better version of the same uh, jump, mm-hmm. and uh um my caption did okay in crowdsourcing it was among the top 200 but um, I, I didn't like it
0: once I realized how I should have phrased it. It'll be a fun one for the winner, though, because uh, it's a good-looking cartoon. Yes. Uh, oh, it's great. I, I tend to not get mine printed out, but if if you wanted to hang your winner on the wall, this is a good one that would look nice on a wall.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, it, it's a great job.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. With no further thoughts, want to jump into the current contest here? Uh, contest 827. They, uh Man riding the train, and the person next to him is a caveman. Uh, Larry, we'll start with you again. What are your thoughts on just this cartoon in general? I love
1: this cartoon. I love every uh, drawing that Lars Kenseth does. I really like his style. Um, And he's great for the contest. He's been in both the New Yorker contest and the cartoon stock contest. And what I like about this is um, there are a lot of possibilities, uh, a lot of really strong. But are, are
0: there a lot of new possibilities? In other words, we've had many cavemen cartoons. If you just look at caption contests in general, right? Potentially, use a caveman.
1: Yeah, um, but I, I think this uh, this comes out from a new angle. I think it, it provides um, you know different opportunities. Uh, it's it's not like um, Shannon Wheeler's great drawing. <laughs> I don't want to criticize the drawing at all, but Shannon Wheeler's cartoon that's set in the operating room with a disco ball mm-hmm. uh, above the patient. Yes. That was great. Um, it's yeah. such a great drawing, mm-hmm. but I will be interested to see the finalists um, because I because right now it appears like everybody is going after essentially the same joke. And, um, and and I think that was predictable, um, you know, that you were going to get a ton of disco fever, Saturday Night Fever, you know, uh, captions. Um, I've seen a couple that um, approach it from uh, a different clever angle. Yours included, Beth. Uh, mm-hmm. and, I, um, and, I, and one that I particularly like is about, um, you know, keeping the, the pulse in the seventies or the temperature in mm-hmm. the seventies. You know, yeah, those there
2: were are, a few of those.
1: Those are clever. Those I like. Um but you know when I saw his drawing, I thought, oh my God, you know, we're gonna get eight thousand Saturday night fever catches. Mm-hmm. And I submitted one. Um, mm-hmm. which is deservedly, I think it uh something like five thousand list right now. Um even though I, I, I think mine is better than a lot of Saturday Night Fever captions, I don't think that anybody who submitted um, that joke should.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no. no. Um, I will survive Saturday so, Night Fever, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I would so, put that that cartoon, though, in a much different category than this week's. In other words, I think your point is that one had a lot of obvious captions. Right. And this I, one... I, 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 but that, it, But it's at least original. In other words, there's never been anything similar to that. That's true.
1: It's a great drawing. And and you know, and I'm sure that there will be three good finalists selected for it. And I know you're saying that, you know, uh, caveman cartoons are getting kind of tiring you can just put a caveman in any situation and that's kind of easy. And this time they're putting him on a subway. Nevertheless, when I looked at it, I just thought, Oh my god, there's so many ways to come at this and so many kind of original ways. And I thought crowdsourcing is gonna be more interesting because we're not gonna be seeing or you know, so many of the exact same captions. I just thought there were a lot of possibilities here, so that's what I really liked about it.
2: Can I can I just jump in and say this caption in um, crowdsourcing I have on my screen? It's it's only in bad taste if the patient dies. <laughs> I think it's so funny.
1: That's good. Yeah, that's good.
2: <laughs> I love that one. So anyway, just needed to jump in and talk about that one because I think it's it's like one of those dark. Off, you know, uh, unusual captions that I think is so funny.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a caption. There are a couple I saw in crowdsourcing that are not going to win, but did make me laugh out loud. And they had to skip with the idea that they had removed um, the disco ball from the patient, oh. uh, or oh. or they did some really inappropriate <laughs> <laughs> joke stuff when they found it. You know. <laughs> But it did, it caught me off guard and made me laugh.
3: <laughs> There's one caption I saw that just like, it just, it, it, it pissed me off at first. Then I started laughing. Somebody copied the entire lyrics to the song Staying Alive and posted it. It <laughs> it, it, it goes on for a thousand I words. I that one. It's just like I had to scroll down to get to the boat and funny on it. It's just it, like, did, oh, really?
2: <laughs> there was one I saw that said something about the manufacturer from Wikipedia, the manufacturer of the disco ball, um, like the background on the manufacturer of the disco ball and how they still um, supply disco balls to almost everybody. And they said they say, but this guy's dead. <laughs> something like that. It was just so funny. I, I don't remember the exact wording of it, but it was so funny. I,
3: I saw that I gave that a funny. Mm-hmm because it, it surprised me at the end, it's like, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they used to have a character
1: or a word limit when the caption contest uh, started, because, I, I, and I don't think I'm making this up, but I think that in the early days, where they said, I don't know, if, I think it was a 25 word limit, and mm-hmm. um, Bob Magoff's assistant got a call from Chevy Chase, uh, who had a caption that he thought was brilliant, but it was 25 words. And he wanted to see if he could uh, submit.
2: <laughs> that's great.
0: So maybe that's why they got rid of the word limit. It looks like now there is a limit, but it's 250. Yes. So you have a lot of room. But the 250 evidence, words? Uh,
3: uh, there's Charac- a little 250 in the corner. Maybe it's characters. Mm-hmm. You know. This this one though I had to scroll down so that was a lot. I mean, <laughs> I should I should if if you go through this, if there's like a whole page filled up with the caption, that's the one. If you go that's through the so uh...
2: funny, yeah. But that drawing is just fantastic with the sparkles on the wall and oh
1: my god, oh, it's amazing. It, it's just great. Yeah, it's a great great cartoon.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so, well,
0: Larry, I know you tend to submit early, so I'm sure you submitted already for uh for this week's. I did. I did.
1: And, um, and I have to say, you know, I liked several of my ideas. My wife thought they were all terrible. <laughs> but uh, but I, I struggled to, um, you know, figure out which one I wanted to submit. And when I sent it out to the seven people I always send it out to, and now I'm starting to send it to you three as well, um, everybody was uh, suggesting a different um, yeah. caption. I came up with uh, five for this one. And I think I could have come up with more, but I just stopped there and sent it out. And there was no consensus on what I should, what I should submit. So I well, aren't actually, they all
0: the same in no, that? I
1: mean, the same theme? No, I don't think so.
3: No.
2: Um,
0: I didn't think they were,
3: I think three of them were very similar, but the other two are yeah.
1: different.
2: Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> and actually I went, I went with your suggestion again on which one to submit. Um, the first one was completely different from the others. The others all um, suggested that the guy in the suit was a lawyer, uh, and I, you know, and I'm having trouble remembering all but the first two right now.
2: I have them uh, up. I have them up.
1: <laughs> yeah, all right. them yeah. I'm, I'm, you're. Uh, I don't. Do you guys want me to read them? I,
3: no, you uh, don't have to. Okay. I mean, it's your captions. You, you know, whatever you're comfortable with. Mm. Okay. Um,
1: yeah, I see what you're saying,
3: uh, uh, Vin. The,
1: the last four are kind of going after, coming at it from the same angle. Um, yeah, uh, which, which they all, is an angle. They all have of- to do with court. They all have to do with uh, litigation. Yeah. But uh, but I, I think it's a great uh, cartoon. I'm very anxious to see um, what comes up in crowdsourcing, what's ultimately selected as finals. Out. Uh, what about you guys?
0: Uh, Beth usually submits. Did you submit a...
2: I, I haven't submitted yet. I'm I'm having a little bit of trouble with this one. I've only come up with a few ideas and none of them are really blowing me away. Um, so my ideas that I have so far are I could use a patent attorney because he's holding that club on his lap and the guy next oh, yeah. to him looks like an attorney. Yeah, <laughs> It doesn't address the fact that they're riding on a subway, but it's just like, you know, you're talking to a random guy next to you and you're like, hey, I could use a patent attorney. Um, So that's one idea. Uh, My next idea was, is that genuine dinosaur? Talking about his briefcase. (laughs) Um, Also doesn't address the fact that they're on a subway, but addresses what's in the picture, kind of. Mm -hmm. Um, The next one is, can I borrow your coat and your shoes? Kind of stupid. <laughs> I
1: that's like funny. the first one. I like the patent attorney.
2: The patent attorney? Yeah. yeah, that's the one I'm most leaning towards. And then the only other idea I had was MTA delays are the worst because he's a caveman. Like he's been yeah. delayed for months, but that's just oh. kind of silly. MTA is the Manhattan Transit Authority.
3: Okay. Okay. Thank you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think that's what the M stands for, right then? MTA? Manhattan no, Transit.
0: No, it's Metropolitan. Metropolitan.
2: Metropolitan Transit Authority.
0: How about any, any, uh, any from the Facebook that stood out to you as particularly good?
2: Uh, only two that I wrote down that I really liked, and they're both kind of the same. Um, one is, excuse me, is this train the AD or the BC? You know, because the subway train lettered. I don't like that that though. No.
3: Because he, yeah, I don't know. It's
2: it's a little forced.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And then the other one was similar. It was, uh, excuse me, is this the train to the Museum of Natural History?
3: Yeah, I like that one.
2: Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, that's that's
1: better. And I Mm -hmm. I do like the fact that they're addressing the fact that they're on a train. Mm -hmm. uh, None of the five that I was considering. Um, incorporate a reference to the train.
2: Yeah,
3: and just the idea that they're both commuting.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: What about you, Paul? Did you submit? Yeah, I, I'm with Beth. I was actually having a hard time with this just because I was not coming up with something that had to do with the train or subway. It was the first thing I thought of when I saw this cartoon was uh, "Unfrozen Caveman Lawyer," which you know Phil Hartman skit back in the old Saturday Night Live and. I really miss Bill Hartman. <laughs> he, he was oh, okay. he was funny. Mm-hmm. So uh, I did. I don't want to do a lawyer because I think there's going to be a lot of lawyer jokes. Uh, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of uh, it's a jungle out there. There's going to be a lot of let's go clubbing. That one's just oh yeah,
2: that one. There's, that one's mm-hmm. just uh,
3: there's just going to be so many of those. Um. Uh, so one I thought of was uh, I had to look this up just to see what the most expensive briefcase was out there so it's just a, uh is that a ferragamo <laughs> i i had no idea what expensive suitcase is so i had to look that up <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, i like just the idea of having a caveman say that but <laughs> <yeah.
3: Ferragamo>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other one is this one actually has to do with the the train it's the only one i could come up with and it's a fight or flight caption, and it's uh, grog not fight. Grog also do urban flight. I don't like it, mm. but I'm trying to come up with the way of saying it. Yeah, you know, you know, yeah.
2: I, I like I like the the voice of the caveman being grog. No, this or grog, not right. that. But no, I don't. I don't like. Yeah, it. I, it's, I was trying to come up with fight
3: or flight, and that was the only thing I could come up mm-hmm. with, and it's like. Yeah, I don't know if there's a way to fix it or I should just abandon it and go on to something else. Mm. Maybe I'll go back to Bergamo, which I just <laughs> like saying, actually. <laughs> yeah, I had the typical
0: Subway ad saying that, that I suspect several people will submit. But if you see something, grunt something.
2: Oh, that's good.
0: Uh, I don't think I'll be the only one to come up with that. What, what I'm really stuck on, and I can't come up with a way to word it is uh and i don't know if it's too linked to new york but as i'm sure beth will know the subway service announcements are completely incomprehensible <laughs> uh, so i like the idea something like uh you know the conductor grunts just like me mm-hmm. or you know the conductor and i have the same grunt some like of us linkage us? between the fact that a caveman grunts incoherently as does a trained subway announcer
2: mm-hmm.
0: what about um what
1: about something like why can't the conductor enunciate?
0: Yeah, that's a different route. Um, maybe offline, I'll send my ideas to you, and so you could uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: we'll we'll collectively
0: edit it. But I like that idea a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I like it too. Yeah,
1: it's it's a good caption. I think they're going to be really good.
0: Yeah, uh, captions ultimately still so be this finals. Yeah. I think it'll be a satisfying contest. Yeah, I hope so. And, uh, and I'd like to go many, many more co- contests without another caveman. I just feel like the cave. <laughs> it's kind of cavemen, sheep. There's several <laughs> themes that I don't want them to keep hitting on. Like, I certainly don't want to see a sheep again in another caption contest.
1: I'm okay. I, I don't care how many more times I see a desert island. I don't care how many more times I see a dog in a cat. Um, and I, I, it, it depends on the setting. I think there are always novel ways to approach it. Um, there was a a Frank Coffin I think drawing involving a caveman. I was sure I was going to win um, or be selected as a finalist as years ago, and the the winning caption was great. Um, it showed a state trooper on a motorcycle uh, having pulled over a caveman uh, on the side of mm-hmm. the road you who know, was uh, driving, and the state trooper is writing on a ticket and saying something. And the winning caption was, uh, yeah, yeah, and I invented the ticket. Which I thought was great. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the caption that I was um, saying, you guys may all think it's terrible, but I I was really impressed uh, (laughs) at the time, uh, was, aren't you the guy I ticketed last week for having an open flame?" But, you know, nothing came and maybe nothing should have, based on your
2: reaction. No, no, no. I think that's good.
1: It's okay. I think that's good. <laughs> All right. faint praise. praise. Oh, Sorry. I
2: think
1: it's good. I don't know. I love that. You should
0: never you should never be too in love with your own work. <laughs> so this might be the obvious one. Um and maybe I, I read it maybe it was one of the other finalists or the author's original caption but it seems the obvious one for that is uh where's the fire right a caveman getting pulled right, over by the place. Right, right right that's right, right. i'm yeah. trying Well
2: if the, the if the policeman was talking
1: oh was oh, caveman I, was the talking, caveman oh, no, the was talking. No, no 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 police talking right. Right. Was? Was, okay. was the obvious one and okay. i can't remember if that was a, a finalist or not um i just remember the winning caption which was I thought, really good
0: yeah. Also, what I what I wanted to talk about, because we received an email on it, and it's just good New Yorker fodder, is uh the idea of submitting multiple entries is a interesting discussion to have. Uh I'll give my thoughts and we can share about it. So I, I think if you submit uh twice under your name, that's probably gonna be a problem. One, I think if they see it, you may be disqualified. Uh certainly names that they know like larry for instance you could never do it right because if if uh colin emailed you and he had to send the email to a different email address he, right. he would question why right. am i emailing you at enough so you'd probably get caught uh, <laughs> i guess someone who has not won can probably do it uh and i don't know what the punishment would be i don't know if they would disqualify you but my feeling is you should not do that because a you might
2: just both can I just jump in on that point one for one second? I don't think that you actually should. But how could they disqualify people based on names? I mean, there could be right. sixteen Joe Smiths that that submit
3: captions. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm sure there's like three or four Paul Meshes out there. Right, I
2: mean, right. Of course there, there are. Of course, there are. Yeah, I, like I, mean, I said,
3: if you if you've never won,
0: you could probably get away with it. But Paul, like mm-hmm. if Colin had to email you from, he would probably yeah. recognize your name and and wonder why he's sending it to a different email. Yeah. I mean, do you I,
2: think yeah. there's a Larry Wood in like um you know Los Angeles that's going? Oh, damn it! I can't submit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I mean I think and you guys talk more about this, I know because I know this has been done sometimes. I think if you come up with a couple captions you really like, and you can only submit one under your name, I think it's fine to give your idea to another person and let them submit. Because if that caption is selected, you're not going to get credit. You know, the other person's going to um, get the credit. You'll just know yourself that uh, that you had submitted a really excellent uh, caption. Um, so I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think there is absolutely something wrong with um, submitting multiple captions under your mm-hmm. Uh You know, I, I think the whole idea of the contest, and it's different than the cartoon stuff contest, is that you're restricted to, to one entry. Um, and, you know, if, if you can come up with a couple of ideas, you have to choose, um, you know, at least as far as getting credit for uh, being selected as a finalist, mm-hmm. uh, you know. So I, I think, I, I really do think that, that would be cheating to submit multiple captions under your own name.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah, I, I, I can't
0: agree with all yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: I have given captions to my son, going, "Enter these mm-hmm. under your name." You, you know, these, yeah. I think this is a good one here. It never is, but I've done it before.
2: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I've I've entered under my husband's name.
1: Yeah, and I think that's yeah. fine. And I, I, I think that's why, um, the cartoon stock contest is different. They're trying, uh-huh. they're giving people an opportunity to submit up to mm-hmm. three captions under their own name, yeah. uh, in order to encourage them to participate.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and the New Yorker doesn't have to do that. They get enough, uh, entrance. Yeah.
2: Uh, and, See- I wonder how it works with Instagram submissions because Instagram submissions are not necessarily under your own name. I mean, you can have an Instagram screen name that has nothing to do with your actual name. So, how would they be counting that? Because you could, people could theoretically log in under, and I'm not saying they should. but people could log in under and submit under Instagram and then go over to the website and log in with their email address. So I I don't know how they actually would police that. I mean, unless the same, they sent an email out to, you know, two finalists that actually ended up being the same person, (laughs) but the odds of that are so slim. Like I can't even imagine that ever happening.
1: But I'm sorry, this is just going to, um, highlight my ignorance about social media are,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you're saying that the instagram account doesn't have to be under your name so if you won with a caption you had submitted under your instagram account you would not be
0: getting credit for it is that right no i assume they would contact you via instagram yeah, and ask for you are mm-hmm. information yeah. i right. see okay right. so you're not
1: condoning that contact you're just telling people how to cheat No,
2: I'm just, I'm just raising it as an issue because it's, it's the the option is there for people to do it. And the rules say, the rules say one entry per person, email address, or Instagram account. It doesn't say one submission per person, email address and Instagram account, which to me makes a difference.
0: Yeah, they only want you submitting once. Uh, yeah, I
2: mean, no, once. I get that. Right. That that theoretically it's it's
3: Right. There's once. a gray area there. there but is it a- is
2: it, it's it's vague and there are ways around it. I'm not saying that people should go out and do that,
3: but when it comes down to it though, I mean, out of eight, you know, 5 to 8,000 captions, mm-hmm. if you're going to do that, you know, that's on you.
2: Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I agree. I agree. I mean, and what are the odds that you're going to come up with, you know, several winning (laughs) captions? You're not, you're going to come up with maybe one, you know, per contest. That's great. You know? Um, So, you know, I don't think it really makes a difference in the, in the contest overall, if people are doing that, like Mm. if John Smith submits two crappy captions, I don't really care. You sure. know. <laughs> and, and
3: frankly, the people yeah. who are going to do that are probably writing crappy captions anyway. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you
2: know, whatever. Yeah.
3: All right. We've been going on long. I won't run it. Uh, I guess we can
0: cut off shortly. But just real quick, uh, Larry, if there's any pitch you can or want to make for the cartoon stock, because uh, it surprises me. I don't know if it surprises you how few people play that contest
1: it absolutely surprises me because uh, it's the exact same context. It, you know, mm-hmm. it features cartoons by New Yorker cartoonists. Uh, they're really good cartoons. Um, now that we're paying money uh, to the winners and the finalists, um, we're taking a lot of time choosing uh, good cartoons to feature. And, um, you know, it's, um, if you if you like this, if you like participating in the New Yorker contest, I don't understand why you wouldn't want to participate in the cartoon stock contest, especially since there's a chance to win money and you can submit multiple captions. Uh, you know, Bob Eckstein, who obviously has uh, drawings in uh, the contest, um, does not participate in the New Yorker contest. I'm not even sure he'd be allowed to. Uh, I think he does participate in the cartoon stock contest at least that's what you said because he wants the money
0: um and i'll just jump in real quick and say your odds of winning are very very good at least at the moment because of how few people play Mm
3: -hmm. Uh, and there's three less people playing now too i just want to point that out (laughs)
1: yeah oh that's right three fewer people are are allowed to
3: play three very good people not playing
1: now. (laughs) that's right that's right so you really
0: do have good odds of winning yeah It, it just goes to show that i don't know if people like the caption contest or if the New Yorker name really holds that much cliche that people just want their name in the magazine. I think that's it. Actually, I
1: I really think that that's what this shows. Um, the fact that the New Yorker gets so many, um, entries in the cartoon stock contest just shows that the reason people are participating is because it's one of the only ways into the New Yorker. You know, if you are not, um, and this applies even to, to very famous people. If um, if you are not a writer for the New Yorker, one of your only ways in is by getting a letter in to the in the mail section, or by becoming a finalist in the contest. And I think there are a lot of people who really want to see their name in the New Yorker, uh, and many uh, or far fewer people care about seeing their name on the cartoon stock uh, website mm-hmm. um but if you but if you enjoy the contest if you like new Yorker cartoons if you enjoy the competitive aspect and you want a really pretty decent shot at uh making 100 500
0: uh you should play yes i agree and I agree. um i guess see how the call goes when you guys pick a finalist for the rock climb bed and uh If the recording is somewhat interesting, I would say uh, release that on the Cartoon Stock page. And uh, A, I think it would be interesting. And B, I think it would be a way to get uh, Beth, Paul, and I back into the contest. So (laughs) I have a a selfish reason. And I also just think it would be very interesting that I think people would enjoy listening to that.
2: I already submitted one caption before I got banned from the caption. (laughs) We'll see what happens with that.
1: (laughs) Uh, I am. I am absolutely going to ask uh, Paul uh, Bob rather to um, lift the ban, and uh, and I will also suggest that um, we record our next session and uh, post it. I think that's a great idea, so that people can see uh, how much we disagree, because uh, I do think it shows just how subjective humor is, mm-hmm. and uh, and they can also
0: then see that we are absolutely judging this blind. I think that would be fantastic. Uh, anyway have anything else before we cut off?
2: I have I have one more comment before we we hang up. I, I have to say I was really happy with the cartoons in the issue this week. The one by Michael Maslin and the one by Frank Cotham, I think are great and reminiscent yeah. of past times with great cartoons in the in the magazine.
1: Do you think that, generally speaking, the cartoons are not as good as they used to be?
0: Yeah. I don't even like to say as they used to be. Some. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wonder if the New Yorker is aware or cares of, like we just said, how how much people value the New Yorker. How, how they'll not play a contest where they can win money, but play one where they can get in the New Yorker because of how much they value it. You see some of the cartoons and you just wonder are they throwing dots here like some of Mm -hmm. them are just objectively just not good and it would would, not most of them certainly not most of them but Mm -hmm. there are some that you look at and you just say to yourself i don't know how anyone can find this funny and i and if i i know that if i show it to 50 people 50 won't find it funny uh it just surprised me how those get in Mm
1: -hmm. yeah i would say that every week i see outstanding cartoons Mm -hmm. in new york but Every week, I also see some that are like the ones being just described. And that's something you didn't used to see. And I think that um, one of the reasons is that you used to really have to work to get into New York. You had to
2: mm-hmm. get
1: rejected a lot for the most part. There are some people who uh, struck gold the first time, uh, but you hear about really great cartoons who got rejected hundreds of times before they made it into New Yorker, um, mm-hmm. The standards were very, very high. And I think, from what I understand now, they're trying to, you know, encourage people um, and, you know, uh, and get them to continue submitting. And, um, and so I think sometimes for a new cartoonist, they may be lowering the standard of it.
0: Uh, I've had that thought and that discussion but shouldn't that make the cartoons that much better in other words if the old pool was 50 cartoonists and the new pool is uh, 500 cartoonists there should now be a much higher quality cartoon because you've opened it up to so many more people who are in theory probably good you just have so many more cartoons coming. in it should be a better batch
1: yeah um, I'm not. I'm not sure how to explain it, but it is noticeable. Um, there's still great ones every week, but every week I see something, one or two, um, that are really puzzling.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I just think you never would have seen something like this in the past. But yeah, yeah. Well, I
2: agree it was with fun. I it was fun seeing it, some, it.
1: There
0: are still big... some very strong ones.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah. Oh Thank yeah. You.
2: And then one more thing, we'd be remiss without saying rest in peace to George, Bo- George Booth, because that was bad yes. news this year. one week. of the great ones, yes. Mm-hmm.
1: He was one of the great ones. I, You know, I um, I saw him when uh, Bob started Cartoon Stock. He had this opening reception in New York City, and he told me to come in for it. And it was incredible. It's just in this room where all of these great New Yorker cartoonists most of whom I was much too shy to approach and George Booth was uh, one of them. Uh, so I didn't you know, go up to him and say anything, but he's outstanding. And then Fago uh, Felipe Glenda Gomez was there and I spent most of the night talking to him because I, I collaborated with him and I, I know him. And then after he, uh, went out to lunch with Sam Gross and George Booth and Fago brought a copy of uh, Sam Gross cartoon collection. I'm blind and my dog is dead. Uh, to it because he had two copies and he had Sam and uh, George Booth sign it, um, the book and Sam Gross wrote uh, for Larry cherish this book and then underneath it uh, George Booth just wrote yes exclamation point (laughs) Uh, so so I do cherish it uh, and uh, I love having uh, George Booth's signature he was truly one of the, the greatest
2: yes amazing
1: of a really terrific group
2: mm-hmm. yeah
0: all right anything else
2: nope now i'm done <laughs>
0: <laughs> larry thank you very much uh i know uh listeners always enjoy having you on uh, it's always makes for a good discussion that was no exception today so thanks again uh thanks for
2: having
0: thanks, me larry. Yeah, thanks
2: larry thanks we'll larry <laughs>